Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I have heard Madam Web is so bad it might be good. Like, it might be funny to watch. <laughs> I don't think so. But okay. it is... It is definitely bad, and there are some choices in that movie that are just baffling. Like, for example, the villain, all of his lines were 80 yard, which I don't. Okay. And they're like a little out of sync. Great. Yeah, perfect. And it's like, and all I could think, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I got my video editor brain on, and I'm like, okay, so what did his like? Was his mic messed up? Like, why is only this guy? getting 80 yard like what what was did, did somebody like watch this movie and they said i hate this guy's voice we got to replace it <laughs> like like i don't i do not understand how that happens but yeah uh, that was a weird one also the spider women they're in the movie for like literally two minutes as spider women like they're that movie does not have spider women in it the trailer is like hypes it up and it's like that's it is a lie <laughs> weird so, yeah i don't know yeah it's definitely weird, but I I don't recommend it, but I had to know. Like I watch all the superhero stuff. I had to know. Sure. Um I'll I'll definitely the, watch it at some point, but from the comfort of my own home for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have the movie subscription, so it's basically free. I'm in fact I'm like losing money by not using it. Um <laughs> Sure. At the end of the movie, they give her like the glasses and like the Madam Web look from from like the comics and the show. Oh yeah. And it, it's so goofy looking like it does not fit. Like it's so yeah. bad. <laughs> it's I'm sure you've people have probably seen the screenshots with her like weird glasses. Holy yeah. Everyone keeps asking me, is it worse than Morbius? And I don't, I don't know how to compare them really. It's such a, that's such a hard question. I find it's also been a while since I saw Morbius. Mm -hmm. I will say when I went to see Morbius, I did both of them opening weekend there was only one other guy in my theater. When I went to this one, half the theater was in there. I don't, and I, it is, it is a more popular theater, but I was still baffled. This many people were going to see Madam Web. <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah, I don't know. Apparently a Twitch stream was taken down. That was a bootleg recording of the movie on loop. It's <laughs> pretty funny. That, that happened with Morbius too. I think. I, think I mean, I remember like a lot of, and it's also happened with every Avengers movie in the, um, oh my God, what was that card game made by the Dota creator? Uh, Artifact in the Artifact directory, it became kind of known as the place you would go to watch like TV and movies because no one else watched anything there. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Twitch yeah. is a crazy place. I am, I'm like, I'm excited for Dune. Part two, which is not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh, yeah. The early reviews are are pretty crazy. Um, I need to watch part one again because I've like forgot a lot of it. I've never seen it. I was kind of waiting for this part. So I'm going to watch this and go see Dune oh, at okay. some point. That's a lot of Dune because those movies are like. It is a close lot to of three hours, I think. So that's a, that's a lot of Dune. I'm, I don't think I'm going to yeah. do it in the same like weekend. I'm probably going to watch Dune okay. one one weekend and then the next one maybe go to the theater. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to do part one this weekend. And then okay. next weekend when it comes out, I'll, I'll go see it for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's probably what I'm doing. Makes sense. But. Anyway, let's talk about some video games. We got we got some exciting games to talk about this week. Looking at the list. Um Sure. Yeah, but uh, first, this is the top down perspective. 
uh, for February 22nd. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And as we said just, at the top, John is on a cat duty right now, so he yeah, might be joining and, later. He might join later. Um, we are we are recording. We're streaming it on YouTube as opposed to Twitch this week. That's not like a switch we're going to do forever. We just wanted to try it out just to like see. So, you know, we're probably back on Twitch next week. Just, unless, te- just testing. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless, I don't know, something incredible happens. But we just, yeah, we're just trying things out. The old college um, try. All right, Paul, do you want to talk about what you played first? Uh, yeah, so I was kind of not joking. I was hoping maybe we would be playing some Helldivers, but with only two of us, we're going to have to pay more attention to the show, so it's probably better that we weren't <laughs> instead rather than do Yeah, the also, show. like, today was the first day I was able to... To connect? Get into Helldivers. Like, yeah, it's been rough, actually. <laughs> it's been really bad for me. The whole weekend, absolutely nothing. And I wasn't like just sitting there waiting. I know some people were like, you know, I just let it idle and I do something else. I, I did that. I didn't, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. Because um, I, I have plenty of other stuff to play. So I was just like, hey, whatever, I'll come back another time. Yeah. And it was such because this weekend they were like, hey, because of all of our server issues previously, it's a bonus 50%. Get in here. And I was like, sweet. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. So I'm kind of wondering, like, are they going to do that again? Are they going to give us even more for the next time? Like, what's what's going to happen? I mean, I know they don't have to, but they should, right? Like, I feel like they should, personally. I don't know. Either way, I'm going to jump into that game, so it doesn't matter if they give me something free or not. The way we found it is that there's a group of us that have been kind of playing, and if one got in, the rest would just Steam join, like, go join game through Steam, and that usually bypassed the server issues and just joined right into their... their uh, thing or whatever their lobby so that was oh, okay. kind of how we did it but otherwise yeah it was the same thing one of the days at like i want to say around noon or 1 p.m i was just like waiting there until two o'clock and then i finally got in just on a black screen playing that music on loop over and over until i got in yeah. brutal yeah no good i was hearing that i guess the ps5 version when you would put your the console into rest mode, it wouldn't disconnect. So oh. it was a way for people to like continuously try to get in. And then right. this has been fixed, but they didn't have a, a way to kick people who were uh, away from keyboard. Right. So there was people just kind of posting on the Discord. This is just, this, I was hearing all the secondhand, I guess, but they're just like, oh yeah, I just load up my game and then I just let it try and connect all day and I come home and it's, it's been sitting there and I'm already in. So a lot of people who are trying to get, and so they're using up a slot, even though they're not playing it for hours. Right. That's been taken care of. They are now, it's been patched. AFK people do get removed. Right. So maybe that's why I was able to get in today. I, I don't know. I also did it like middle of the, like kind of in the morning. So like peak, not people playing time. Sure. Um, but that was pretty wild to hear. Yeah, it's a little surprising that they didn't have a like AFK timer or something to boot people out. That seems like it should be standard, but maybe they just didn't think about it. At least it's there now. So hopefully, hopefully it helps <laughs> going forward. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Uh, anyways, yeah, I, I, I tried playing that, but I ended up just playing Final Fantasy 16. That's kind of what I've been I've been working my way to finish that because I want that done. Then I got to play Intermission, which I heard is only like five hours long, so I'm not sweating that too yeah. much uh, just to get ready for Rebirth. But uh, yeah. Final Fantasy 16, when I jumped back in, I was at the point of uh, 
the Bahamut fight, and like that fight is great and dumb. It's a good and fight. Anime bullshit to the extreme. Yeah. And then it slows yeah, yeah. way down again, and there's talking for like four hours. <laughs> it's like okay all right that's what this game does it teases you with something amazing and then makes you an errand boy for 10 hours <laughs> you at the part where everything's like brown and gray now like the sky got covered in ash. yes we got in there yet? okay yeah yeah that's Isn't that such a weird like event. the rest of that game it's just ugly like why would you do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it's kind of weird um also there's a lot of like you hanging out in the desert now in Dalmechia as well. And like, that's just kind of a boring ish looking area in comparison to the other places Uh, with the giant crystal stuff kind of like gone. Like a lot of the like beautiful landscapes are also kind of just done now too. It definitely feels like this world is changing for the worst, (laughs) like aesthetic aesthetically anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's been fun jumping back in, getting Bahamut powers, and um, just shooting the Bahamut powers, the like, laser beams, the that yeah, the like the big one that you yeah. get to do when you charge that thing up, that is awesome. And I think I had that like equipped for the rest of the game because like it is a ridiculous like just laser cannon that you just sit there pointing it at the bad guy. So that was definitely one I had equipped for like real time. I'm also just remembering that game got DLC that I did not play. Yes. Uh, Semi-recently. The last couple months. Yeah. And then they have another one coming out this spring. Yes. Yeah. So at some point I'll be checking that out as well. It's been fun getting back in there, though, Uh, especially with the new powers to kind of play with. I feel like I kind of have my layout of depending what type of fight I get into. I have my like, I'm going to pop this and then this. And then do the Bahamut dad's thing where you go into flight mode and dodge until you get the like giant flares that come raining down from the sky as like constant damage. And then I'll go into this mode and then I'll do this. And it feels like really good, the combat in every scenario now, because I always have a button to push and it's always awesome. So we're at the point now where it's like, oh, yeah, combat's fucking amazing now in this game. This is great. Uh I am doing all of the side stuff and to better or worse, uh, like it's a lot of story stuff. Some of that story stuff is good. Uh, All of it is decent world building stuff. But at the end of the day, some of it is literally just find me like the meat for this recipe so I can feed the troops. And it's like, come on, man, we're still doing this (laughs) at this point. I told you, don't do any of the side quests unless they're like. The plus special ones, because then you get something and you were like, no, I'm going to do everything. I'm I'm telling you, don't. It's not worth it. Uh, No, they're all fine. Like they're I think the thing I'm more annoyed about than anything is just an inherent problem with those types of games. And it's just when you get into a cutscene, that cutscene is 15 minutes too long for me because I like mechanically how that game plays. And I'm just kind of like bored of them talking all the time about the same thing over and over. Yeah, I mean, so. hey, that's that's an RPG, man. That's, that's Final something. Fantasy. Yep, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, so I'm hoping I get that done maybe this weekend. I don't really know where I'm at, but I put about 10 hours into it this week. And wow. I was told there's probably maybe 20 when I started 20 ish hours if I do the side content. So I'm probably half done. 
uh, now. I got to do all the hunts as well, but the hunts are fun. So. I, did all, I, did, I did all the hunts. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Uh, the other game I jumped into just last night when it opened up is uh, Pacific Drive. That came out today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Drive is kind of what I want from Fallout games where you're just in this desolate, like, fucked up land and trying to survive and just weird anomaly it's actually more stalkerish actually especially with like the anomalies kind of popping up randomly and there being weird issues that you have to deal with uh for anybody who might not know what this game is it is a survival game where your base is your car and you are driving around like getting scraps from different like ruins of civilization or whatever that happened during this government program in the 70s or something you play in a character in like 1998 i think after this like weird government anomaly thing kind of got out of hand in this area and uh you're you got sucked into it and you're kind of trying to survive and get out of it or whatever um and you're going around just collecting scrap and building parts for your car to like keep yourself safe, keep your car armored and running so you can get deeper and deeper in. Uh, I'm not too deep in the storyline right now, but I think I kind of have opened up the main loop of that game. And it is literally going into an area, scavenging for everything you can find that's useful, grabbing a thing that makes that whole area go to shit with a bunch of like anomalies, just like trying to kill you and then escaping back to your base. Uh, it seems okay, but I think I'm going to get tired of this loop pretty quick, pretty quickly. Um, in terms of survival games, I might have like blown my load a little bit with Pal World. So I'm okay. not necessarily looking for a thing where I'm incrementally getting better and better stuff right now because I would almost rather just go back to Pal World for that type of gameplay. But the vibe and feeling of just being in this desolate, like, nuclear waste zone, essentially, is very cool. And uh, that's kind of the thing that's keeping me in right now. Yeah, I like I like the concept of it a lot with, you know, constantly having to move your, your car along and whatnot and all that. Yeah. I just don't do survival. So I just it's just like I know this won't be for me. And the look yeah. of it's real cool, but it's just it's just unfortunately it's not my genre. Yeah. I would say it's pretty survival light, but like again, if you're going to do survival, you should do Pal World because it's oh, okay. be- it's just better. Like it's a better right. game in that way. Uh, that's kind of all I did this week, though. Okay. Um, as of this morning, I can finally talk about that. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Uh, that game is really good. Um, it's huge. It is. It is a massive game. they've made it open world this time so you're not just like running through like hallway sections Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of uh uh, remake was was just kind of hallway after hallway after hallway and they'll have some of those there's like cave sections that kind of are more remake like but the the big thing is there are open worlds and it's this is basically a far cry game there are towers you will go to and climb and then that'll like put more dots on your map um but all the dots you're going to are, are are pretty interesting. It'll be stuff like special fights, side quests. Um, you know, Chadley's back with his like <laughs> VR combat sessions, and yeah, to get the summons this time when you do the summon fight, if you find like all three of the 
I don't know, some areas, I forget what they're, they're called, but you can weaken the summon fights. And so I'm in the second region, the Junon region. There's a whole, so there's like multiple open world chunks. First one, I, and I did everything and I'm doing everything again. Yeah. But even, even, so the first summon you can, you can fight against is Titan. Even though I found all three of the, the area, special areas on the map that weaken that fight, that was still a hard ass fight. And I had to go to it like later on once I leveled up some more. So I could not imagine taking it on full power. And you have the option. Mm. As soon as you get in the region, they're just like, hey, here's a new summon. You can take it on full power if you want. There is absolutely no way you will be able to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of shocked how much stuff there is to do and how many of these open world sections there are. Like I put about 14 hours into it and I want to say like probably. I don't know, 10 or 11 hours of that is just like doing the side stuff in the open world, not just story stuff. I could just go forward. Mm-hmm. They have the main quest at all times, but like the side stuff has been fun and interesting. The side quests are are interesting and whatnot a lot of characters come back from the first game that you'll recognize and everything. But, um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it is really fun. The music is once again, really great. The, they've, they've upped the combat. There's now synergy attacks where you and a teammate can do a special attack together and they have like a fun animation. Nice. Your party is three people, but you'll have more people to choose from and you can swap them out. But the ones that you're not actively using will hang around in the background during fights and like attack from afar to kind of like simulate, oh, we're all fighting. So like, for example, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm primarily playing, I'm primarily controlling Cloud. Yeah. And then my other party members are usually Tifa and Aerith. Yep, that's correct. So in the background, I'll I'll have Barrett will be there just kind of shooting every now and then and doing some a little bit of damage. They really aren't doing much, but you do see them running around and kind of helping out a very small just to, just to kind of be like, hey, these guys aren't just like sitting and watching the fight. So that that's kind of good. That's cool. Um, but like yeah. I said, you, you can you can totally switch it up. Um, this was in the demo, but Cloud has a long range attack now if you if you dodge and then start attacking he gets like these like kind of laser sword cuts that shoot out and that helps with um flying enemies a ton because cloud couldn't do a whole lot against flying enemies in the last game you had to kind of switch off to someone else Mm. uh the way they upgrade your abilities now is completely different uh it's like these folio cards and then you unlock the new skills and everyone has that's how you unlock new synergy attacks um, that's how you unlock a, a bunch of extra abilities where it's like, oh, if you just want to do like a fire slash, here's that. And everyone kind of has the equivalent of like getting these elemental attacks without having to actually use MP. So that's nice. If, if you're like low on magic, they definitely don't do as much d- damage as like, just like casting thunder. Um, but it's, it's good to have that just kind of as a backup. Sure. For the most part. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. What you got any questions about rebirth? because I'm going to play it. So like, I, I know I'm in, you don't have to sell me. <laughs> so I have none. Um, my biggest worry when I saw the open world thing is like, fuck, I don't want to do a bunch of like climbing up a tower and then a op- bunch of garbage opens up. Like I just want to do story stuff really, but it sounds like that stuff you open up is at least semi interesting. So that's at least yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, you can avoid it if you want. I don't right. think you're going to do that I since won't. you're doing the bad side quests in 16. Um, 
but yeah, all the side quests have been good. Oh, the, the, so all, they always have the little mini game card game. This one's called queen's blood and it rocks. Like every time I get to a new city and they're like, there's three more people here that want to play queen's blood with you. That's like the first thing I do. (laughs) Um, it's this fun, like area control game. And like, I'm hooked on it. I would, I would play like a dedicated queen's blood game if they like, you know, made a separate game, fleshed it out. Kind of like when Gwent got its own game. I don't think that's going to happen here, but like, it's just, it's great to see that. I like, I'm enjoying that so much. What does it do? Um, right, like, how Chocobos, does it play? How does it play? So it's like it's like three rows. Okay. And when you put a card down, your card has like a value and whoever has the higher value in that row by the end of the game wins gets the points from that row. And so as lo- so you basically have to kind of get two uh rows in order to win. But the way you okay. the only way you can put cards down is if you have these little like like kind of open nodes. And the way you get those is by the cards you put down, they like move the open nodes forward in, or into different like positions and stuff. So it's a lot of like ter- territory control. But once you get close enough to the opponent, if you put a card down that would like mo- open a node beside that card, but your opponent has that slot as their node you take over that node is this so tri- a lot just of like, triple triad again this kind of sounds <clears throat> like there are it's, other it's, it is different than triple triad but it, okay. it's and, and people hold triple triad in high regard this is i think this is a really good one as well i don't know if it's okay. better than triple triad i'm not gonna i'd have to play some triple triad again it's been a while but uh okay. it is good i'm liking it quite a bit i usually do like the the mini games the um sure i don't remember if did remake have one Oh my god, I don't remember, honestly. Inner Intergrade or Intermission did, and it was like this. It uh, has the Fort Condor thing, right? Yeah, and it's like you're kind of spawning things to attack, and, and, and I enjoyed that one. I just can't remember if Remake had one or not. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Okay, cool. Um, you get Chocobos pretty early on, and then when you go to a new region, there's like a different breed of Chocobos. Like Junon, you, you have to get the new Chocobo. Okay. And this one can climb walls so that's another thing and it's goofy red 13 rides a chocobo which is okay. extremely goofy and i mean it makes sense like he would sure. have to yeah <clears throat> i always just assumed he was running like beside a chocobo or something but that's hilarious to me that he's I mean, riding he, it but w- with the way you're navigating the environment it wouldn't make sense because sometimes you need to climb up a sheer wall Oh, right. It's like, well, okay. how is he? Or, some, or in the first area, the reason you're getting the chocobo for the story is we need to get across this swamp mm-hmm. and they can swim. So right. and, it's, and it's like dangerous waters and stuff. And there's like a boss fight at the end of the swamp and stuff. Um, that's why they sure. need the chocobo. So, I mean, Red 13 couldn't just swim because it's too dangerous. And Red 13 can't climb the wall like the chocobos can. Is it the giant so, worm in the swamp? It's a snake. Yeah, the giant snake. That's right. I can't remember its yeah. name, but I remember that thing. Can't remember its name either. But uh, yeah, and, and it's funny the the way you get the chocobos because you have to do it in each area. It's there's a, and I guess there was a side quest with some humans too. But there's there's like a sneaking mission where you have to like avoid the like vision cones and stuff, and that's that's really goofy. And you can roll. <laughs> um. And there's like other chocobos because you always have to get to like like the main chocobo at the end of this like stealth section. So there's other chocobos like on the hunt for you and you have to avoid them. It's 
very goofy. It's definitely like it's kind of similar to Helldivers, where it's like everyone in the game is taking this extremely seriously, but what we're actually doing is like stupid goofy. Right. Um, sure. Which, which is a fun vibe for sure. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to play more of it. This game seems like it's going to take like a ton of hours. I don't remember how long remake was. Um, I think it was pretty beefy. I want to say 50 to 60 total. Maybe. Yeah, I was talking to another guy at work who who got code. He got it way before me, and and he, like he wrote up the our review. He put fifty hours in, and he's not done. Yeah, that sounds probably <clears throat> about right. Honestly, oh, this this is so this is going to be a long one for sure. Especially if you're doing yeah. like all the side stuff, like yeah, holy smoke! I'm I'm very curious to see like how many of these open world sections there are. There's there's got to be at least another one, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was like two or three more. To be honest. Mm-hmm. cool i mean for the price that it's gonna cost to buy the fucking thing i'm glad <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely yeah um okay another another game i played uh I, this was actually at a preview event uh a couple weeks ago and i just forgot to talk about it last week i went to a splatoon 3 event for their new dlc the side order expansion which i think launched today I think it's out today. Okay. <clears throat> this was cool. So I got to play about an hour of this. This is a roguelike that they put into the game where you are equipping specific weapons, equipping specific like power ups, and then you are climbing this tower. Um, There's like 30 stages to the tower. I think every 10 stages of the boss fight. I couldn't even get to the first boss fight. I think the highest I got was maybe stage six four or six somewhere around there okay um it's cool if i think if i'm I'm not really the person who's like trying to go back and play some more splatoon 3 i didn't even finish the campaign but i think this is a really cool addition and if you're interested in splatoon i think this is a a, a cool piece of dlc that i would recommend getting because what i did play was was totally fun and i could see there being a ton of replay value again it's, it's a roguelike so kind of designed to be really hard off the off the bat so that things get so that you have to power yourself up and keep going this sounds great i i love the campaign like i actually didn't like the multiplayer stuff really and this is probably like right up your alley exactly yeah Yeah, no i'm down for this for sure so uh, yeah so maybe look into that i had a good time with it i just don't think i'm like the i just don't think i'm in a splatoon mood right now i also got a million other things to play Yeah. yeah such as and I've been playing this for the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Skull and Bones. Yeah, this thing actually they, came out. <laughs> this thing came out. They popped up in my email saying, would you like a code? And I was like, I have never been more curious about a game. <laughs> I need yeah. I need to know what this thing is. I am I am so curious. Yeah, what this boat game is. How is it? OK, so first off, I don't like Skull and Bones. Yeah, let me fair. preface that with. It, so this all this came from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag mm-hmm. when they made the whole boat combat stuff. Yep. Which I don't enjoy. And they kept the boat combat stuff for a number of those games. And it was always just like, what's the fastest way I can get through this so I can get back to playing Assassin's Creed? I don't enjoy okay. the boat combat stuff. This is all the boat combat stuff. Mm-hmm. You're you're outfitting your ship with cosmetics with different cannons like it's definitely a lot deeper than assassin's creed ever ever went because you're like picking specific cannon types and putting them on specific sides of the ship so it's like 
my front cannon is like a long range cannon, but it takes a while to reload. And then my side cannons are a lot faster. And <clears throat> anyway, and then there's also, yeah, people are saying in the chat, woodcutting mini game out of 10. There's, there's just like resources that you need to pick up because you're crafting all of these upgrades. So like, you'll be like sailing along and you'll see like a, a shot, literally a, a, like a glowing tree. Mm-hmm. You just kind of sail up to it. And then you just do a, like a quick time event a few times and okay. to get some wood. It's like a lot of that sick <laughs> the, what's what's really what's so baffling to me about this game is it's what it is versus what it started out as from assassin's creed black flag like this thing was in development for like what like seven or eight years a like, this long thing got delayed so much a long time yeah i don't understand what they were doing because it's not that different from yeah. the assassin's creed comp like boat stuff I have like, heard this like, actually. <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just like, what took so long? Like this is, and all I can think was it was it just people being like, is this fun yet? Is this are we having? Is this fun yet? I mean, it's not like no, you know, I was gonna say it's not not fun. I actually don't think it's very fun. But again, I'm not. I don't like the boat combat. Yeah, the, I don't think if you don't like the boat combat, this was never for you because this is literally the game that people are like, oh my god, boat combat in AC four is the best thing. This is their game. <laughs> but also, like, I, like I'm doing the quests and stuff, and like a lo- some of them are like naval battles, and and that's those are the funnest missions. And other ones are just like, hey, can you sail over here and like pick up. I don't know, some rum and then sail back and deliver it. And the sailing at the least at the beginning, it's it's really slow because you have a slow boat. Sure. Yeah. It takes a while to get better boats because you have to like scavenge around for all the upgrade parts for some reason. So so the boat I have, which is like the second tier boat, it's not the very beginning boat, but it's like the next one up. There's it has three levels of speed. I guess four if you include like not moving. So there's not moving. There's like a slow move faster move and then the, the your like sails are completely out and that one burns stamina so you can't do that one all the time so you're kind of going back and forth between level two and three i feel like half the time the wind is going against me which is slowing me down mm-hmm. and that sucks you also can't just like point your boat towards where you need to go because the wind will just kind of push you around so you need to be actively like using the control stick and t- t- turning yourself back and some of these destinations are so long, like you're sailing for like a solid three minutes. Not doing anything and you can't like look on your phone because you need to because the wind is pushing you around. And I right. get that the wind makes it more realistic, but it also makes it unfun. Sure. Yeah, I, I just. That. I don't know, man, like. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not having a great time with it. And but the real baffling part is like. Someone at Ubisoft believed in this game so much that they didn't like trash it. And that's what I'm like. So like, what, what did they see in this? Do you think it was a sunk cost fallacy thing of like, we worked on this for three years. We have to put it out at some point. I mean, maybe, but then though that three years turned into like seven years. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I know. <laughs> you, would think that, you would think it's like, like just just from like the number of studios that touch this game which is a lot they show you all the studios up front yeah like the 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 literal like dollars to man hour like salary how much money did did just people spend by giving this game their attention they must have put so much money into this because it's it's was delayed forever yes (laughs) yeah no i don't understand it 
it's not that different from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, this is the problem I've heard from a bunch of people, actually, is that there was, like, for how long it's been in development, there's absolutely no excuse what, like, as to what was put out. I will, you know, I will say, like, it definitely it looks real nice. I don't care much for, like, okay. the people. Like, you can't, you do get out of the boat and you can walk around and, like, buy cosmetics for your captain that you don't see that often. Um and then you can buy like stuff for your ship and whatnot. Also, like, so they gave me co- the code for like the premium or the gold edition or whatever it is. So it comes with the battle pass. Okay. I don't even know where the battle pass is. <laughs> like, I have no idea what the battle pass is. It's Amazing. not in the menu. Like, I. Is it maybe not? I don't know yet? what I'm. Like, maybe they haven't released it. I guess, but. Then why would they charge not, for it? Like. I mean, yeah. they're charging for it, and I could see it. I could definitely see, like, charging for something ahead of time. They do that with expansion passes all the time. That's fine. I feel like what game didn't launch with a battle pass? I don't know. Usually you have the battle pass right there, because that's going to be your biggest amount of players, right? Yeah, that's going to be your moneymaker on day one. Like, how sure. many people are yeah. going to be, like, a month after Skull and Bones comes out, be like, oh, man, they're opening up the battle pass. Let's get in there, boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I don't even, yeah. I don't know, man. It is so confusing. I just, but I had to know, like, from an academic standpoint, for someone who, like, follows the game industry, I had to know. Like, there was no way I wasn't going to play this game. I had to know. Now I know the answer. I don't think I'm going to play it anymore because I'm just not having fun. It does have co-op. Thank God. Oh, my God. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Anyways, while I was talking, you added another game to your list. Yeah, because you were talking about the, like, fun uh roguelike type mode or whatever that they added to splatoon i was like oh right i did play another thing i played that deep rock galactic survivor the single player uh bullet hell what are they calling it auto shooter type thing i don't know uh, vampire survivor like vampire survivors type thing and it's awesome that game is incredibly fun uh so you play as one of four different classes at the beginning you only have the scout unlocked the basic class and you're going down into a mine with that has i think five floors and while you're going through it you have to kind of balance searching around and mining up uh different ores and stuff like that that you can unlock different abilities for your weapons and subsequent runs or whatever like upgrades as well as being just attacked constantly by a bunch of bugs or whatever, as you would assume in a vampire survivors type game. But uh, the way that it handles the like upgrade system or whatever for the weapons, I think is super fun and engaging. Um, I finally unlocked the gunner class, the next one up. So I was having fun kind of playing with that. And that class plays completely differently right from the get go as uh Sorry, OBS just had a weird thing pop up. Uh, It plays completely different uh, than the Scout right from the get-go, and I thought that was awesome. It seems like there's an incredible amount of depth and stuff you have to unlock because each weapon has, like, mutators that you can unlock during the runs to kind of make them change how they act, and you can unlock... You can upgrade other weapons that you find and unlock and get mutators for them as well if after fully upgrading them a bunch of times or whatever uh it's definitely a game that like 
it is like the evolution of that vampire survivors type gameplay and it's just adding on its kind of own feel and uh, quality to it. I think it's really, really cool. It's in early access right now, so I think they're going to be adding just a crap ton more stuff. But it's like 10 bucks right now, and I definitely think if you like these types of games, you owe it to yourself to check it out. It's very, very good. I wish it had co-op because Deep Rock Galactic has co-op, and that was that was really enjoyable. It's um, Yeah, so I was saying the same thing while I was playing it because it would be really, really fun. But, like, at the same time, I kind of get it, because if you want co-op, just play Deep Rock Galactic, <laughs> I suppose. Hey, Vampire Survivors put co-op in there. Yeah, so maybe at some can point be this done will. Genre. This might at some yeah, point hopefully. as well. Uh, yeah. Do, do they still cool. have, like, really hilarious voice lines? <laughs> yes. they're So they're, the voice acting is incredibly bad in the right way, where it's just, like, obviously a developer or his buddy or whatever doing the voice with just, like, a shitty voice or whatever. Oh. Okay. Some of it's great, like in a good way. Are they not, still say what? What's the thing they say? Is it rock and stone? I uh, I haven't heard that one yet, but um, but that's like the thing from Deep some, Rock Galactic, right? Like they I just shout, so. add in like weird variations of that. I'm trying to remember what other specific things they say in this one. One of them is like anytime you meet a loot bug, your character seems like really distraught that he has to kill it or whatever saying like you're cute but you have like loot so like <laughs> just these weird things to say to it or whatever um yeah i need to get back into it but it came out at this really shitty time where there's a bunch of really big games that i want to wrap up and coming out so i haven't put enough time into it i think i'm only three-ish hours in right now um but it's definitely another one of those auto shooting type vampire survivors like games yeah. and if you like those i think this is one everybody should be checking out it's very very good yeah i've been hearing a lot of a lot of good buzz about it the the little voice lines reminded me of um hell divers uh sure i saw this tweeted out it was a uh, they have some really great uh like loading screen tips and this one here is uh i'll just quote it if an enemy ever attempts to engage in diplomacy shoot them we mustn't believe their lies <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Holy smokes. <laughs> Some of the lines are actually in the chat here. We kill a loot bug. Not very proud of it. You're cute, but you're dead. Like, just very tongue-in-cheek, right. silly lines. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, it's cool. People should check that out. Uh, again, 10 bucks. Why not? Do it. Let's do some news. Yeah. Uh, let's start it off. There was a Nintendo Direct a partner showcase or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. I guess to like, actually let's take a step back and we'll do a different story first. Cause we're going to kind of okay. spoil all that Xbox. We know all four of the games that are coming to the different platforms now. Right. Uh, during the Nintendo direct, they announced grounded, uh, which is coming to PlayStation and switch on April 16th. It got like a whole, like it was the first game they had voiceover and everything. And then, about three quarters of the way through it, they're like, and here's some other games. And then just a montage and Pentiment was thrown in there. So I don't know why Pentiment yeah. didn't get any like love. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. it's ironic, too, because Pentiment, the way that game looks will like translate better because Grounded looks like fucking garbage on that piece of shit system. Holy fuck, that game looks bad. Pentiment looked fine, by the way. <laughs> Wait, it looked Grounded looks bad on which system? 
on the Switch. It looks awful. It looks god awful. Oh, does it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it on the Switch. So it's so bad. And Pentiment looked fine because, of course, it does. It's stylized. Yeah, and- of course, it'll look fine. Yeah, yeah. Pentiment <laughs> um, is out uh, today on PlayStation and Switch. Then later that day, like the Hi Fi Rush trailer just like leaked or just popped up on Sony's YouTube and then it was taken down. Then it got put back up. Um, so that's that's coming to just uh, PlayStation on March 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even later that day, Xbox Wire just posted, here's all four of them. Sea of Thieves is coming to PlayStation on April 30th. So there's the four games. So that rumor was correct. That was kind of floating around. Yeah, yeah, we got the four games like exactly right. Yeah, for cool. sure. Absolutely. Okay, going back to the Nintendo Direct, because now some of those are in there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just call out some that piqued your interest? Uh, Ender Magnolia, Bloom in the Mist made me remember Ender Lilies I need to get to, because that series looks like it's so up my up my alley. Um, and I felt bad that I haven't played uh, Quietus of the Night yet, because I've been wanting to. And that game looks great. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like nothing really jumped out. I mean, like I'm uh, World of Goo Two. I'm still interested in, but like I'm not like excited. I'm excited for another Crab's Treasure, but I'm not gonna play that on the Switch. Yeah, that's kind of the big problem I have with all of these partner directs. Is like, oh right, that game looks awesome on everything else <laughs> that I'll play it on. <laughs> yeah, I the one I've seen a lot of people were excited about is Pocket Card Jockey. Yeah, um, that's a big one actually. That's cool. Come into is coming to the Switch. So it's out. It came out that day. You're right. Yeah, it was out that day. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Pepper Grinder does look cool. Yep. I'm excited for that. Um, yep. Pepper I'm probably Grinder not going to cool. play that on the Switch. Yeah. Again, like if we're just talking about things that they showed that I'm excited for, I'm super excited for Unicorn Overlord. Like, really excited. And I'm not going to play that on the Switch. Like, <laughs> um, I, the Monkey Ball thing I thought looked kind of cool. The multiplayer Monkey Ball stuff. I thought that looked neat. I probably wouldn't pick that up right away, but that's another thing that I would probably play. Suica Games multiplayer thing, I was going to buy, and then it's like $10 Canadian when I looked it up. I'm like, oh, that is not worth that to me right now, so I'm probably not going to bother picking that one up. Um, I, I kind of had the same problem with Pocket Card Jockey. Not necessarily that I don't think it's worth 20 bucks, but I don't want to spend 20 bucks on that right now. <laughs> It's a little out of the range of like. This article says it's on iOS. I thought it was a 3DS game. Yeah, I thought it was a D, uh, DS game as well, only, but I guess it's iOS. So who knew? Contra. Oh, it's an Apple Arcade. Okay. Yeah. Contra having a, another game come out was sick. But the thing that actually got me like super excited was Blast Core from the any the super not super the Nintendo 64 on the expansion thing. That was the best announcement. Oh, the, of the, show. the rare collection. Yeah, the rare collection stuff. That was the best announcement of the show. <laughs> Super exciting. Oh, and it looks like John's going to dive in or join us. Okay, that's going to fuck everything up video wise, but let's do it. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, here he is. Yo. How's it going? Not bad. How about you guys? Sorry, Bagel decided that today really needed to be the day he didn't eat. <laughs> oh, what? God. At all? Yeah, Bagel Bagel <laughs> didn't want to eat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hunger okay. strike? Yeah, because we're not laying him outside because he's an idiot. <laughs> so 
Fair enough. Yeah. That tracks. Um, you, you jumped in at a good time. We're talking about the Nintendo Direct. Was uh, anything from the Direct that jumped out at you? Pocket card jockey, yeah, baby. That, that's what we're talking about right now, we're actually. Just talking about Heck that. Yeah. Yep. I think you need to fix the overlay, just a heads up. Yep. I'm working on it. Working on it. <laughs> yeah, no, Pocket Card Jockey, that was I played a ton of that on 3DS, so I was excited to finally get that. When I found out the original, the remake that's now on the Switch was on um, Apple Arcade I only, I was so disappointed. Yeah. So, happy about that. Yeah. Contra looks good, but I mean, that's way forward doing a Contra game. They did Contra 4, that was a really good one, so I'm not shocked. I'm excited for that one, yeah. That's soon, uh, too. Yeah, that's uh, most of the stuff they showed was March. So like yeah. Pepper Grinder, uh, Contra, uh, Penny's Big Breakaway was yesterday as well. It was a stealth drop. Yep. Uh, shoot, what else? The Suica game multiplayer. Like nothing really mind blowing in there, but like a bunch of stuff that was definitely like, all right, this is good. I want this. Give me more of this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's exciting. Good stuff. Um. I guess before we continue with more news, do you want to talk about anything you've been playing in the last week? Yeah, sure. I played through Arzette, The Jewel of Faramore. Was it short? Because <laughs> you were saying uh, it might be. Gameplay time was three and a half hours. Real life time, thanks to having a pause because of a certain cat, seven <laughs> hours. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I need you to understand. This is also why I don't play games as much as I used to, <laughs> is because I have a cat that requires more attention than a baby does. Jesus Christ. Right, buddy? Yeah, I might have to run halfway through this podcast to deal with him again. Just a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> and there you are galloping around. <laughs> and he wants to play right now. So, But uh, yeah, ours at Jewel Faramore. Do you like the CDI Zeldas? Because that is the CDI Zeldas, but made with modern sensibilities. Okay. Is it like as goofy? The, did they go oh, yeah. full into it? Oh, okay, yeah. they, that's they, great. they went fully into it. That's great. But I think my favorite my favorite thing that they did about it was that they made everyone this weird, quirky character except who you play as. So you you're <laughs> okay. you're basically playing as the straight woman to everyone else's insanity, and I think that's, that's perfect. It's that's perfect. great. Yeah. It's like literally, she's just like, "Why are you doing this right now? Why are you so weird? I'm gonna walk away right now." Like just, the the energy of that <laughs> with the contrast of everything else is perfect. That's uh, awesome. It, it, it turns out the guy that made the game actually was the one that did a, a PC release, re-release of HD versions of both of the CDI Zeldas. Oh, so, okay. So, like, they, they already understood the homework assignment. So, yeah. like, if you play this and you're like, oh, this is this is the CDI Zeldas, but it just controls better. And, like, it has some more sensibility. So, like, uh, I liked it a lot, actually. Nice. Cool. I, I do recommend it. I it might be a little hard to recommend if you don't enjoy that weirdness, because then like that half of the idea of the game is just the charm of it being based off the CDI Zeldas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if you don't have that going, I don't think it's really going to work for you. But um, I played it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I found out when I was when I finished the game, they unlocked a new difficulty, and I looked at the achievements, and one of them was literally like, "Hey, beat the game without this major item that you need to progress through the entire game." I'm like, "What?" what? Oh. Turns out there's a bunch of hidden paths to just skip certain upgrades and you can just beat the game that way. So like there's oh. more depth than I expected in it too. Wow. All right. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, do recommend. Cool. Nice. Any, anything else? Uh that was pretty much it. Unless you can't okay. Fortnite. Here Lady Gaga's in it now. Lady Gaga is getting oh today. Gotta add it today. 
Yeah. Mm. Uh, and yeah, they um, the, there's a Ninja Turtles event running right now. So. Ah. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah. knew about that. Yeah, you can get Super Shredder, regular Shredder, and the Turtle Blimp as a glider. And you can get Crane as a backpack. Yeah, you can't get that yet. I think you got to wait one more day for the final mission set to drop, and then you can get oh, okay. it. But yeah, but oh, yeah, okay. it's it's basically yeah. If you do six sets of missions, you'll get Krang as a backpack. Nice, cool. All right, continuing with news, uh, we got some PSVR two news uh, from their PlayStation blog. I'll just read the the sentence verbatim right here also we're pleased to share that we are currently testing the ability for psvr2 players to access additional games on pc to offer even more game variety in addition to the psvr2 titles available through ps5 so they might be opening it up which would be great because yeah i don't think they have any first party announced psvr2 games at the moment which is kind of crazy yeah no that's a good thing do they have any first party PlayStation games announced <laughs> other than Wolverine, I guess. Yeah. Wolverine. Uh, I mean, Bungie has, uh, marathon. Oh, I forgot about marathon. Um, I mean, I guess there's, I'm sure there's a last of us part three being worked on. As dad says, it would be the cheapest eye tracking VR set for PC besides <laughs> getting the quest pro used. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, everyone really likes, especially how this one feels and the comfort of it. it I, what I was just hearing a lot of when it came out is like, hey, this is great, but it's locked to the PS5 and there's not a ton of games for it. It's a bummer that this doesn't work on the PC. Right. So putting it on the PC is going to open it up to a lot more games and stuff. For sure. That yeah. would be pretty cool. Yep. Good for them. Uh, Elden Ring got a trailer for its DLC. Who's excited? Me, I watched I it am. twice and fucking flipped out both times. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. So, why? Why are you so excited? Because it's adding a bunch of like new bosses and places to visit, and like it's just adding more to that game, and it looks incredible. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I think I saw that it's going to be forty dollars June twenty first. That's forty right. bucks. Holy shit! Yeah the the new area is going to be the be size substantial ass DLC. The new area is going to be the size of Limgrave, so that's a pretty large area. The main continent, oh basically, God. yeah. Yeah, the, like the first oh. continent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm excited, like, just a chance to go back in there. Like, why not? Let's go. It was yep. my game of the year, so. Yeah. I'm just glad it's not, like, and it's coming out next month, because I have no time for that right now. <laughs> yeah, it comes out in a week. No! <laughs> There's, yeah, I would have, like... Because, like, that's the thing. That's a game where I'm going to, like, pause everything to play. And it's like, I really don't want to pause, like, Final Fantasy right now and stuff like that. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this uh, last news story uh, is is mostly a rumor, but it's been kind of um, backed up by enough that I feel like it's good enough. And because it's a Bloomberg article, I'm just going to read the tweet. Uh, Bloomberg is backing up Video Game Chronicles reporting that Nintendo's Switch 2 is being pushed back to an early 2025 launch. So all the rumors were kind of pointing it at like holiday this year. Mm. Um, Right. Looks like we're not going to be getting until 2025. So I don't know if Nintendo has a lot on the books for this year. They have Peach. Yep. They just came out with Mario vs. Donkey Kong. And that's it. I think there's some rumors uh, and speculation they might be doing some big thing for Donkey Kong's anniversary, but nobody's that's been rumored for a while. Yeah, nobody's confirmed okay. anything. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm trying to think of like announced titles and those are the only Oh two yeah, I Paper Mario but, remake or I mean, they only usually announce like either like 3 months in advance, 6 yeah. months in advance at most, so okay. like yeah. Yeah, around June they'll reveal like the rest of the year basically. So right now it, all we know is like Peach's Showtime and I guess like yeah, the Thousand Year Door remake. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it's a bummer. I was I was wanting a new Switch, but you know, I can wait, I guess. I guess it'll get better, so that's that's good. I hope. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. With Nintendo, I, I they might be the kind of people to set the specs and then just sit on it. Sit on it. I hope the prop the price gets cheaper. Yeah, maybe. Guess we'll see. All right, that's it for news. Let's move on to some questions. If you want to send questions in, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. This first one comes in from Keaton Kid. Each of you individually will be remembered throughout history for one thing. What do you hope it will be? And what do you think it would actually be? I was for not being a shitty person, but it'll probably be for screaming move faster, Pokey. <laughs> yeah, when it's like, what do you hope it would be? Well, like curing cancer. Like, I don't know. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hope I accomplished something great. No, I screamed at a cactus when I was like fucking like 21 and I'll never live it down. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. What um, actually be? I don't think I'll actually be remembered by that, that large of a group of people. Yeah, just like your family, right? Hopefully for like being a good like dad or something. Fam- family, you, you know, family, friends, <laughs> anyone who's maybe like listened to this podcast like more than like three times might remember me a bit. Sure. Um, I hope it would be that dude had a, had great taste in video games. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's a shame. Video games don't exist anymore in the far future of 50 years from now. Yeah. That, that dude was really handsome. That's what I hope it was. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. We're at this level. Suku Suku writes, did your parents ever say sitting too close to the TV would ruin your eyesight? No? Yep. Just me? <laughs> okay, there you go. What about you, Sean? Uh, why why my, do you think my, I wear my, glasses? Because I did that too much. <laughs> my mom definitely did, but I don't think I, I had a, like a tendency to like repeatedly do it. So I don't I'm with think you. it was like a... Yeah, I don't I, think it was like a recurring thing that I had to be reminded of. I definitely have heard it before, but it wasn't a thing that I got told like even yearly or anything, maybe like three times ever in my life or something. I, I definitely did this all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I was a stupid kid. Well, okay. my question is like, it's like I'm trying I to had, think in my I scenario. Had to see like, where the Ninja Turtles jumped in the stage yeah. to make sure I could make the jump. So. I mean, that little oh, jump, yeah. man, it's the worst. <laughs> Well, I'm wondering, like, did you need to do that because you needed glasses, so you had to get close? It, that is entirely possible. Oh. I've heard there actually is not necessarily a correlation between sitting that close to a screen and it and needing glasses, but well, because I'm near. Like, so here's the thing: I'm nearsighted, so if anything, I should be farsighted from sitting that close to the TV. Because, uh, like, I think of like like my setups back when I was a kid, and it's like, well, I could go sit closer. But the couch is right there, and that's way more comfortable than me sitting, like, on the coffee table. Why wouldn't I sit on I, the couch? I always sat on the floor. I, I sat on the floor. That's why I have, like, shrimp spine now. 
<laughs> oh, there's more to this question. How close did you sit to the? How close to the TV did you sit? Do you think it? Okay, we literally answered that just now. I didn't yeah. sit close to it, and it probably didn't fuck up my eyes because of it. Again, I'm nearsighted, so like I can take off my glasses and still do the same thing, and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. In fact, I usually read my phone when I wake up without my glasses on. Uh, VGC Kenny writes in and says, the news of an Epic Mickey remake caused me to think, that seems too soon. But then I remember that Epic Mickey came out 14 years ago, which actually doesn't seem unreasonable, but also I'm old now, so eh. But that does beg the question, what do you think is the shortest amount of time for a remake of a game to seem like not a terrible idea? A generation. Or, or is there no limit so long as it's on a console that it wasn't available on before? Because I'm thinking about Mario All-Stars, and that version of Mario 3 was only a three-year difference in the U.S., five in Japan, but it's a different system entirely. I mean, it also was a graphical overhaul, and that was rare. Yeah. Like, like, that was almost non-existent back then. And it was a compilation, too. Paul, you said a generation. So, like, my most egregious... Last of Us was, I think, <laughs> comes that, to mind oh, the, recent one. The, the one that always comes to my mind as, like, bad contender is... And it was one of the first remasters was the Deadpool remaster, which came out near the end of the Xbox 360 lifespan. Yeah. And then they put it out on Xbox One and called it a remaster. And that was like less than a year later. Yeah. I mean, there's no hard and fast rule when I say generation because that's egregious. <laughs> that's like really bad. I forgot about that. But like. I didn't even remember that. Shadow of the Colossus being PS2 and then coming out again on PS4, that's fine to me. Even like the remastered edition on PS3, like sure, that's fine also to me. The well, and then John also thing. mentioned the most recent Last of Us one and like that one has like a number of years apart from it, but the issue with that one is it didn't even like look that different when they were like putting out the screenshots. Yeah. yeah that and you could play the old one on the current system. You can play the that's, PS4 remaster on the PS5. That's where this gets weird because of like backwards compatibility that it changes kind of the answer a lot too <laughs> in that regard. Well, in like a perfect world, we'd be able to like always have the backwards compatibility. So yeah. you will help you. So we have to still be having remasters while being able to play the old ones, or we'll just nothing would get remastered, and then just right. And there is a reason, like you know, having the game look better is is nice, and especially if they're like updating mechanics and making streamlining some stuff like that. That's a I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know if there's a hard and fast rule. I. I feel like th- there is a correlation between like time and like what is significantly getting changed. And I guess if it's a remaster, it's mostly going to be graphics. Yeah. I mean, um, it depends. Like Persona, uh, Atlas always does like, here's extra content on the game that you might have beaten, beaten like a year or two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Usually comes out on the same system. Yep. Um, was it Mar- uh, Capcom got in trouble for, was it Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Because it was like nine months to like 15 months or in that range from yeah. when the original came out. Yeah, that was kind of shitty of them, to be honest. That was not great. And what Was GoldenEye, was that considered a remaster? Or was, it, or was that just a port? Which one? Because there was that one where they made the main Bond, Daniel Craig, on the Wii. Um, no, I mean, I mean the one that came out somewhat recently where they split it, where oh, they split right features. It, was that a what it, was that considered? Well, I mean, the N sixty four one was just like literally a re release. Yeah, I guess a port. If we're gonna port, split then? hairs, okay, so that's a little out of what we're talking about. 
a little bit, yeah. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. I think there's too many variables. Yeah, for sure. But I just know that Deadpool example was bad. That was, yeah, that was pretty bad. Okay, Rasterman writes about genies. And let me try and break, <laughs> streamline this question a bit. What's a holiday resort like for genies? Bonus points if you use a location from any video game. Holiday resort? The most open space possible. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking they don't want to be contained. So would they even want to go to a resort? Space. I'm they think- just go to space. It's just a space <laughs> resort. Space resort. Like, do you think they would like a cruise or is that too contained? That's too contained, probably. Cruise is a little too contained. Too contained. Okay. Yeah, I, all I can think is that lots of space. Or maybe they just want like. Like Master Roshi's house from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, just a house yeah. with like nothing around it for like nothing. Miles. Just it's just. Yeah, nothing. That's tons of space. And you still got some shelter. That's also not and I guess you idea, and I yeah. guess you have a you have a CRT TV with a bunch of like VHS porn. Also service all that's in that house. because you don't want to be serving anybody on your vacation. Oh, you want people to serve you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess if it's a, re- my, my thing's not a resort, but I guess if it is a resort, we don't call them servants, um, but they're kind of like servants. They're servants. <laughs> like, let's be honest. <laughs> you don't have to treat them like shit, but they're there to serve you. <laughs> Dad writes, uh, what's your dream job? Thanks again for doing the show every week. doing nothing yeah that's the thing is that i think a i don't think a dream job necessarily exists if you love what you do you never work a day in your life that is such horseshit no you work harder and end up hating it from yeah (laughs) think people the way i've heard a lot of people talk (laughs) yeah you basically don't give yourself any breaks and give yourself burnout i i always did want to be a writer so I think it'd be okay. fun to be a writer, but like successful right. writer, because there's a dis- there's an important distinction between the two. <laughs> sure. I guess. Well, I guess you could put that for like any kind of creative. Um, but it, it, in this scenario where it's a dream, I, I, that's implied. I feel like uh-huh. um, I have always wanted to be a game journalist. So I well, feel like I'm doing well, good news. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of it these days. It took me a long time. I've just never wanted to have a job like just I mean, yeah, having a job sucks. Why can't I just wake up and do literally whatever I want and have the means? Well, you can. You you won't survive very long, but you can. But here's the thing is that if they just gave me money for existing, (laughs) I I want my job to be someone giving me money to exist. Yeah, exactly. I want to be someone's muse. You don't want to to provide any whatever I want. It just inspires someone else. No, fuck people. Why do I give a shit about anybody else? Because they'll pay you to. That's the thing is that the only reason I do is because I get paid to. Well, yeah. that's that's why everyone does a job. That's why, yeah. you know, I'm doing this job because you pay me like I don't want doing this for charity. Otherwise, right. it's called volunteering. Right. That's why I'm saying a dream job doesn't exist because it's still a job. I don't know. I think I, th- I don't think I agree with that, because even though 
you can say like sh you can not like your job there could still be like a best case scenario uh best case scenario it's just an oxymoron there's no best case scenario if you're still working if you're still doing a job all right I think John's next with Shane. Uh, yeah, sorry, I got a I got a cat. I'm juggling here. From <laughs> Literally. Shane, yeah, uh, Shane says, with it coming up, what do y'all think will be announced with the Pokemon presents? I know you guys aren't really into Pokemon or not really Pokemon fans mostly, but just curious what predictions you may have. Will Game Freak finally be given more time to polish a game? No. <laughs> will it suddenly be Gen 10 time? No. Any non-mobile spinoffs? Yes. Pokemon Picross. Two or three or Come whatever. Come on, baby, on. I would love it. That would, would be great. Uh, yeah, I'm my my current bet is on. Sorry, he's jumping around behind me. Uh, my current bet is let's go, Johto. I think that's the second area. I think that's gold silver area. That's the I wouldn't be surprised oh, okay. if they did that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Uh, or like, what's the current rumor? I think is black and white remakes. I think that's where we're black at. and white remakes i think, I think it might be that too room. early for those because of how poorly brilliant diamond shining pearl got uh, got uh, responded to i don't okay. think they're gonna stop doing the remakes so it would be time for a remake so yeah yeah and is is black and white the next ones um yeah because they did gen okay. 4 already so okay yeah wouldn't, it also really wouldn't order. surprise me if they just said fuck that and just did another pokemon <laughs> legends arceus style game yeah, I mean, that would be great. That that game was awesome. I don't think they're going to do that for a while, though. Um, no. And I would love for them to, like, sit on that and, like, work on it some more because that was, like, the most creative thing they had done in years. That's the actual best Pokemon game from whatever that year was that had a... Uh, like two years ago? Two years ago? I think Is so. Is that the same one as Scarlet and Violet? Was that the same year? Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I would love an Arceus too. That would be cool. I guess they wouldn't. I guess it would be a Legends too. They wouldn't probably wouldn't call yeah. it Arceus again. Yeah. I think you're right though. I don't think we get more polish for Game Freak. No. Ever. God no. No. Um. They, and they don't have to. Like that, that's the thing is that y'all keep that's buying the problem. it. <laughs> you're the problem. Even the people who are so angry, <laughs> yeah. they buy like two copies of it because they need both yep. versions. It's like what is. It's true. So like the, yeah, it's it is frustrating. Um, yeah, they, they refuse to speak with their dollars. I, th I think Pokemon ha Pokemon fans, they just they want to be unhappy. I think they truly so, want to be unhappy. Like, I completely agree with you. But also, I'm going to pull you back a little bit and just say that's all gamers, because this is literally happened with every major release. Like, do you remember the modern warfare thing where it's just like, no, nah, fuck them. We're not letting them ruin our game. Literally everybody bought it on steam. The minute it came out, everybody was yeah. playing. like, you're, you're all just a bunch of losers. Fuck you. <laughs> you I just mean, just mad. most recently with the Xbox fanboys where they were like, <laughs> Xbox has abandoned us. Yeah. We're, we're out of here. What am I, what's going to happen? It's yeah, so pathetic. It's so pathetic. Yeah, so it's unfortunate, but they're they don't have to change, so they won't. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, yeah. but that's you know that that's fine. There are plenty of like third parties making Pokemon like games that are creative and inventive. So you know, play Cassette Beasts. Yeah, like, that that was a great one. You know, or Pal World's not as Pokemon as it is Survivor, but that's another yeah. uh, 
another one. So like there's there are there are ways to get a creative Pokemon fixes out there. Cassette Beast is great. It, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Phantom Aegis writes, what are some of your favorite add-ons peripherals for any video game console? Here's a few examples if you need help. Sega CD, Sega 32X, Game Boy <laughs> Players, yeah. Connect, PlayStation Move, the PlayStation VRs, GBA's e-reader, and the Game Boy Camera. Oh, the Game Boy Camera was so good at that time. I have a soft spot for the e-reader. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. like buying those cards and just going like, made it feel like I was playing like, was it Digimon? I think was the same season where they had the card readers. Yeah, yeah like so. around that time. Yeah, so like I, I just loved like the whole like swiping the cards. I think I liked the idea of the e-reader more than like anything the e-reader ever gave me. That is fair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think like what was, what like what did it unlock? Like maybe some clothes in Animal Crossing or something. Um, it even... unlocked extra stages in Mario Brothers Three. It uh, unlocked. Didn't unlock like how to get Jirachi in like Emerald or something like that. Definitely, yeah, it unlocked some Pokemon for sure. And I remember getting the cards like in Nintendo Power. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay, so maybe it was better than I was thinking. Uh, back in the yeah, day, the Super right. Game Boy was sick. Playing Game Boy games on your Super Nintendo, holy shit, revolution! Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the Game Boy players always, yeah, always definitely very cool. I always thought the Rumble Pack for the DS that was a Game Boy cartridge, yeah, was so goofy, especially because like it was like aggressively loud and very few games rawr, supported it. I remember, rawr, rawr. Yeah, and I remember playing yeah. it with Elite Beat Agents supported it, so yeah. it's like always rumbling. I think it was so dumb, but that that one's pretty funny. And, oh, you know what the be- you know what the best one was though, when Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green came out. It came out with wireless oh, yeah. connectors, so you didn't have to use a link cable. And at the time, that was like the the most space age tech. Yeah, because like like looking at it now, it's like wireless is absolutely everywhere. But this was like step one. And it was like, holy smokes. Yep. That was crazy. Yep. I always have a spot, soft spot for light guns, so I love, like, the super scope. That just giant-ass thing yep. you just had to carry like this and just shoot like a bazooka. Yep, that stuff was cool. This is the top-down perspective, so we have to say game boat. We're just, we're, yep. it's obvious we have to say it or they don't pay us. Um, Back on the DS, I really liked the um, weird little guitar hero, like, peripheral thing. So that oh, you did you have one of those? Oh, God, yeah. What was a okay. Guitar Hero on tour or something is what the one that there was I a co- there. I think there, there was, was actually a two. Yeah, there was a two DS ones. But yeah, it put like the frets on the side. It was weirdly like comfortable actually holding is oh, like, it? oh, this I actually never, works like weirdly well. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Remember, I think it was the 3DS. They came out with some kind of little cradle that you would put it in so that you could get a second joystick. And it was like, I think, oh, I yeah. Think, I think it was a Monster Hunter one that was like the yeah. big push to do it with that. I don't think I ever actually used that, but that like the Circle Pad Pro, the Circle Pad Pro. Yeah, That's yeah. Yep. How how dumb? It's stuff like it's like it's like all these things that like Nintendo like they came out with an idea and they're like, oh crap, we actually need something else. Let's just make a goofy ass peripheral. Like I think of the Wii Motion Plus. Yeah, and it's and it, with the like Wiimote condom attachment thing. 
Oh, man. Video games are weird. <laughs> yeah, they are. Remember Ubisoft's like breathing thing that never came out? Uh, I do not remember that. Oh, no. It was shown at a at an E3 and it was like a it, was, it looked, kind of looked like a blood pressure monitor. It would track your breathing. And then the example game they had was like. A little creature going up and down and you breathing like kept it in the right line. I forgot what it was called. It never came out. I think they formally said it's canceled. But yeah, that was weird. The Dreamcast had so many cool, weird things. Like just oh, the a, VMU. If VMUs in general were awesome. Those were great. Uh wasn't the Seaman like thing, the mic or whatever, the whole that little setup was Mike. The N sixty four had a mic as well. Hey you Pikachu. Yeah, that's right. Uh there was that like was it GameCube, the fucking keyboard with the two s- controller yep. sides? That's yep. the GameCube. That's yeah. That's yep. so stupid and great. <laughs> There's a lot. There's some good. And stuff we're talking about like stupid ones, but like on like an old stuff as well. But like on a recent one, is I have that like screen that folds for an Xbox Series S, and I love that thing for uh, when I'm taking it traveling. That little clamshell screen, that's great. Any of the backlight or the lights for any of the Game Boys. Before like they the worm st- lights and stuff before they started building that shit in properly. Yeah. 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 Necessary. Yeah, man, when that when the Game Boy Advance SP came out and it had a backlight or no, no, it didn't have a black backlight. It, it shone up from like the bottom, but it was still just like game changing. Yeah. Awesome. All right. That's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in questions next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Or is uh, that deep rock galactic survivor? I'll give it to you. I'll give it to final fantasy seven rebirth, which I'm very excited to continue with. Makes sense. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye everybody.